Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Jake Berger is up. Yermeen Mercedes headed down. It is the Windy City White Sox podcast. We recorded this at the end of the sweep with Minnesota, so we did not have the Mercedes news. But Yermeen was a 28-year-old rookie for a reason. But I actually feel a little bit bad for Yermeen right now. You have so much success when you finally get here and you feel like you've made it and you're hitting 400 and you're winning player of the month awards, rookie of the month, and now July comes around and you're back at AAA. It is not easy being a major league baseball player to say the least, particularly when you're a 4A player. You're here, you're gone. You're packing your stuff up. You're saying goodbye to your teammates. You have no idea if you're going to make it back. I assume you're mean will. September call-up, bare minimum. But massive respect for the zillionth time to all those who made it to Major League Baseball or any professional sport. It is just so damn hard to get there and to stay there. Jake Berger. We'll see what you do. we got a bunch of burger talk coming up on the podcast and a lot of Josh Donaldson, Lucas Giolito. I really enjoyed putting the end of the podcast together today. So uh, some interesting times. White Sox playing good baseball, and we'll see what happens up here in Detroit. But I think it all feels like the ship has been righted, a little stability, and the Owen Moncada injury, although hopefully not that serious, that wasn't great. And a uh, little shuffling in the bullpen as well. But good to see Michael Kopech back on the mound. That, for sure, is a welcome sight. Evan Marshall, Aaron Bummer, get back soon. Windy City White Sox podcast starts right now. Showtime. I think King has been drinking before I have, so I actually appreciate that a lot. I like your hair, Mark. It, you look very professional together today. Yeah, you look professional. What a handsome man. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you, Courtney. I just did uh, the Sport and Order show. I've got uh, the rush coming up at 5 o'clock, so we have 20 minutes to do this. Let me ask you this, Mark. Why don't we start off with this? I don't think you'll be 
starting any of your pad podcast with the Cubs any longer, you know, being in first place and now being six out, let's just throw some dirt on that grave, baby, and come to the south side. Fuck the Cubs. Come to the south side with the Chicago White Sox and a team that has attitude. Hendricks, Giolito, we are the team of this city. Forget the Cubs. Come south and become real baseball fans. Period. Hey, hey, King, serious question for you. Have have you started drinking early? Because I've got to say, I, I am fully supporting this entire shenanigans today. I really am. I, I got to say. Why are you so angry? I'm not angry. Exactly. I'm excited. Have you been day drinking? I'm, I'm, I'm actually very happy. I'm happy of what's happening. I'm happy with the attitude. I'm happy. You know, I heard some, I heard some uh, radio shows and, Believe it or not, people are starting to say Tony LaRussa knows what he's doing. So the ITWT is starting to come to fruition, baby. And you know what ITWT means? In Tony, we trust. So let me just let's, say. Let's, let, wait, wait, Mark. Wait, wait. Go, go, go Courtney. I mean, because I, I think King is, has been, um, I think there's something fun in that glass. And I'm very intrigued. Um we used to talk about something way more serious, and that's a sudden emergence of Gavin Sheets. What the hell is that about? What let's, a nice little swing he's got. Let's bring in our most adept hitting slash fielding coach who hasn't spoken yet on the podcast, Mo. Hello, Mo. Hello. I, I've just been enjoying and. Join King. He sent out an email with a lot of trade possibilities. Interesting. He's done. He's done his work today. I think he's fired up. Sox are hopefully going to finish off this sweep of the Twins uh, shortly, and uh, he's in a yeah. good place. He, he sent the email one second before the podcast, so we could all have a second to digest it. But that's a, still a good job. Probably somebody in his organization wrote that email for him, is my guess. But wow. Mo, am I wrong, King? Am I am I wrong? Let me say this. I have a young prodigy. I there, call him, thank you. I call him Little JW. His his name is Little Little uh, Little Jack Weston, and he does some statistical uh, work for me at, at at my direction, and so and then puts his interpretation on it. So, Little Little Jack Weston had a little something to do with my recommendation. Is Little Jack Weston your son? No, Little Jack Weston is not my son. Okay. He is a He's a baseball status, uh, a statistical prodigy. Okay. And, you, and I you, think when you read some of the trade deadline options, you'll see that it's, it's quite insightful. Mark, uh, in, in Moneyball 2, he's the Jonah Hill to King who will be Brad Pitt. What, what's important here is that I underlined exactly what happened, is that the King definitely didn't do this, that somebody was doing it, and everybody should realize that I understand the King better than the King understands himself, and that is the important thing for, to, uh, for all to Windy City podcast listeners to realize when things go sideways with the King, which invariably they will. Mo, you still haven't answered the damn Gavin Sheets question. I didn't really hear a question. It was more a comment that no, he's I off wanna, to a great start. I want to know if is, you think he's awesome. built to last. Is, is this a is this a real thing? Courtney's all excited. I, I think it's a tremendous start for a young player. Always great to see a rookie get off to a good start, especially a Sox rookie, especially this season, given how far in the minors we've we've had a dig. But I'm I'm not ready to you know deem him the next Harold Baines. 
Okay. So he, but I see him going the other way. I see him hitting the right. hard and like nearly every, right. Courtney, right. This is, this is everything I, you, he's got a good approach, which is not. I, I, I don't, I don't want to get too down on him because we were, we were saying some of the same things with your mean, the difference is sheets is younger and probably has more prospect upside, but no, it's a great start. I, I don't want to say anything negative, but we'll see what happens. We got to start somewhere, right? I mean, he's hitting three out of three games that he's been in. I've been yelling on Twitter about this, that they need to play him every single day until he's proven that he cannot, he can't play. So Courtney, are you on, are you on Twitter? I know. (laughs) Isn't that shocking? I know. I know. Um, We've certainly given your mean Mercedes every single shot to play time to give this kid a shot to play. It's not only to showcase him for potential trades as well. So keep that in mind. Mark, let me let me tell you a little something about Sheets. You know that it, it, it represents it represents good managing, good coaching. This is a first baseman that in spring training hit well. We didn't have a spot for him, so we sent him back to the minors and we put him in right field. And he's been batting about 280 in right field. I think he was uh, drafted about four years ago. And the kid is getting a shot at the bigs, and he might be a right fielder. We needed a bat, so we'll take anything we can get. But the importance of this is good coaching, good managing, good player development, which goes back to Tony LaRussa that puts a first baseman in right field who has won, can arguably say he's won the last two games for us. Well, okay, LaRussa hasn't developed Gavin Sheets. He has had nothing to do with Gavin Sheets' development. But I agree with you with LaRussa's placement, how he has played Gavin Sheets. I agree. It's been, it's been pretty positive so far. Yoan Moncada is the story of today, by the way. We are recording late in the ballgame. The White Sox are about to sweep the Minnesota Twins. Moncada leaving the game with a bruised right hand. He's going to have further evaluation. The last thing the White Sox need is to lose Yoan Moncada, but could be time for a little Jake Berger. That would be the logical, I think, thing to do would be to bring up the third baseman. You can't lose Moncada, but... Long baseball season, that's the big news of the day. Is anybody panicking? No, no. I mean, not, not, so, not so much panicking. I mean, it's just another injury that we add to our CVS receipt of injuries that we've already had. Um, now, the burger thing is interesting because, I mean, that kid just keeps crushing the ball in Charlotte. I mean, I feel like every day I'm seeing him hit a home run. I mean, it's incredible. And talk about a kid that you really want to get behind and want to see him succeed. I think it would be an incredible story to see him up here, even if it's for, you know, a couple series, just to give him a taste of the big leagues after everything he's been through would be phenomenal. So, Mancata, I, I agree with what Courtney said in terms of, you know, next person, next man up, and he's playing well in the minors. So bring him up, let him play. As, as it relates to Mancata, I think this is a good injury for him. Let me tell you why. He already has a sore shoulder, and he already has a sore knee. And so he has a bruised hand now. Keep him out of the next two series and, and rest him through the all-star break and have him come back full strength in, in the second half of the season. Get that kid ready. And in the meantime, give the, the, the third baseman some, some time in the big. So if something does happen that's more long-term, we have an available choice. So I think it's important right now on the podcast that 
the king has been called out for being just the rosy, positive king, always and forever, and nothing bad is ever going on. And, oh, Moncada's hurt. That's great. That means that we can play burger. Oh, we lost Nick Madrigal. That's sweet. We've got Danny Mendek. There's nothing possibly bad that could happen. But this week you did put out some negativity in the text line, King. So it was actually refreshing to see you live in reality for a couple of moments. I don't know if anybody else felt refreshed, but I was refreshed. I, I was refreshed as well. I did not appreciate his Evan Marshall comment, though. He he was incorrect on that, but I was refreshed hearing some reality out of the King for once. I was very encouraged. Mo, does it throw you off when the King goes negative? It, it was It was very shocking, I, I have to admit. I, I'm still trying to recover from it. One thing, I, one thing, Mark, I, I do want to say with Jake Berger, yeah, um, it's awesome what he's doing, especially where where he's had to you know overcome with the injuries and everything. But putting a guy who's played what thirty some odd games, forty games in AAA, and hasn't played since basically twenty seventeen in the major leagues, that may that may be rushing him a bit. Um, the other thing too is he's not a very good defensive uh, infielder. Right, he's got I think I think he had nine errors in thirty four games. At third base, they're trying him at second base because with Madrigal out, they're looking for obviously second baseman. But you know, don't don't rush the kid. Um, granted, he's killing the ball, but you know, I'd like the Sox to make sure they think he's ready before putting him in. Well, putting it, him in the lineup. It wouldn't be a rush job chronologically. I mean, he should be here by now, but he's been hurt, and I think you're making a fair point. And look, the guy is. He doesn't move exactly particularly well. It's almost painful to watch him run. But I just want to, before we get too far away from this, this was the king. Sunday morning at 6.22 a.m. Just wakes up. Everybody's, you know, it's happy. It's Sunday. The sun is out. It's a beautiful day. King, time to bench the Urminator. Nine hits in his last 72 at bat. Still a weapon, but we need to try other options. He's a 28-year-old rookie. He was never good enough to make the bigs. And unfortunately, he isn't good enough. The pitchers are figuring him out, period. Now, some might think that these texts should be kept private because they're text between the crew here, but everything on this, on this particular chain needs to be brought into the show, such as tweets like this. And uh, King, have you come back off your, your means got to go or. Well, you know, here's what happened. I think I, I, I think I purged myself of some negativity in that moment. <laughs> and you're, he, he came out and had a good three games. I think he went two for three and then he went one for three and, 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 and started to break out of that slump a little bit. But I stand by that we need another option, whether it's Vaughn at the DH uh, when uh, Eloy and, and, and Robert, or Robert come back or, or something else. I don't think we can win the World Series with uh, the Urminator uh, DHing. I really don't. I think we have to have other options. Now, with that said, if he gets a hot string, throw him in there and let him swing. And, and it's like Schwarberg when he came back, you know, and you throw him in when he's hot. No, don't, no, don't say no. He's nothing like that. Don't say that. I'm just saying there's, 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 there's string. There's, there's hot strings. Are you talking to the person in your head? I didn't say a word. I, 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 I watched you. I watched your face. You were going to, you were going to argue that. No, no, you, no, no. Ride I, him when he's hot. Ride him when he's hot. See, you, you, you were watching my face and I appreciate that, but this is not, what my face was giving you was you started off the podcast screaming about the Cubs. Now you're screaming about Schwarber and you're accusing me who's wearing black, 
who started his baseball career as a vendor on the South side, who lived White Sox weekly for the last three years, who has been as who's done White Sox pre and post on TV, who's as into this club as anyone who was sitting in the conference room today, watching some great White Sox baseball. And you're calling me the cub guy. When I, when I'm sitting there screaming at everyone that uh, Tom Ricketts is a disaster and uh, what the White Sox should be trying to do right now is actually poach off the Cubs. How would you like Craig Kimbrell? Would you like, would you like that? Anybody? Wow. Let's imagine if imagine if you had Craig Kimbrell and put him in the eighth inning. That's your bridge. Now you've got Kimbrell, Hendricks, and however you want to do Cody Hoyer and company. You're adding on to a strength. It takes less pressure off your starting pitching. You probably can get him for not a whole lot. Anybody? Anybody like that addition, perhaps? For me, right now, the bridge to Hendricks is Ryan Burr. I mean, he's been. Absolutely incredible. He pitched phenomenal again today. I just saw, um, you got to ride that guy and see what he can do. And he's another one, you know, I mean, Craig Kimbrell kind of, you know, intriguing me a little bit, but as of now, throw Burr in there and see what he can do. He's been phenomenal. He's been virtually unhittable. So I'm going to take, take a leap of faith here and think that Courtney has not turned on the Cubs once this year. And if she has, she certainly hasn't turned them on in the ninth inning when Craig Kimball's trying to close out a ball game. Cause that's not what Courtney would watch. Let me tell you something in the ninth inning when it's on the line, that dude has been ridiculous. If you put him in your bullpen, that is, I mean, you, you're really shortening the game. Mo, did I excite you with this one? And Courtney, was I right, by the way? No. Uh, of course you're Of course you're right. I, I actually, the only time I've ever watched the Cubs has been accidentally if I was with someone watching the Cubs, and that was very painful. I'm, I'm, right, there with, I'm right there with Courtney. I haven't watched the Cubs. Kimbrough, I guess by, I'll, I'll take your word for it, he's having a great season. I, I don't know what the Sox would have to give up to get him, but I, I believe he's got a pretty big contract for this year and next year. So I, I don't know if the Sox would spend the money. Granted, having a, another – we talked about the bullpen struggles and having a, a guy who can pitch the eighth to get to the Hendricks, I'm all for it, but it, it all depends in, in terms of what we're giving up. I'm reading uh, King's email or his, his, um, his minion's email about – <laughs> what he's giving up to get some of these guys. King's real hot to get rid of crochet. I said it last time, like I'm not a big fan of giving him up. He, he's got too much upside. Same thing with Kopech. So, um, you know, if you're talking about giving up lesser guys to get help this year, I'm, I'm all for it. I actually okay. like it, Mark. I, I, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a nice idea. Should we get a guest on? Should we make should that? We should. Who, who should we talk who should we? Who would be an interesting target? Barack Obama. He's a White Sox fan. Let's get that. Oh, I love that. Let's get that cat on. I mean, I have no pathway to Barack Obama. Does anybody here do? Can Can anybody I talk wish. to? Him? Something right? tells me. Something tells me Mo can get him. Mo's the guy on this one. <laughs> yeah. no, that's a, that's the job of the king. Yeah, I was I was thinking you said it, so there's got to be some level that the king can work his magic to get Barack on somebody less than Barack. Ozzy, Ozzy Gian. Ozzy would be amazing. Maybe we can get Ozzy on. Let's, let's, let's see if, if let's get, let's see if 13 will do it. I, I like bet he would. I bet Ozzy would. Speaking of that, let, let's wrap up today with uh, the whole Josh Donaldson, Ozzy Gian, Lucas Giolito, Kerfuffle, if you will. 
Donaldson hits a two-run homer, tells uh, basically his bench. He didn't say it to Lucas. It's 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 not that sticky anymore. Lucas calls him classless and says, "Say it to my face." Donaldson waits for him in the parking lot to actually say it to his face. I'm right here, dude. Hey, Lucas, where where's the water off a duck's back? Why does this bother you? I I, I I'm not with you on this one, there, Lucas. I I think that t- you hit a home run. You want to taunt? The numbers kind of back up that Lucas was getting a little bit of advantage, which was legal then, not legal. Now I'm not saying he's not going to have success going forward, but I think, uh, I think, I don't think Josh Donaldson's in the wrong right now, as much as White Sox fans want to kill him. Um, I'm just going to say this very lightly and not give much detail on it because I just won't. I think Josh Donaldson's one of the worst human beings I've ever met in my life. I have, yeah, he is, he is. And again, I'm not going to give details on it, but, I shared a hotel when he was with the Blue Jays with them, and I ran into him. He is one of the worst human beings I've ever met in my life. So maybe that plays into it. Maybe Gio knows what I know and probably doesn't appreciate him a little too much. So that could be part of the problem. Okay. If you just take the incident, I'm not saying that anything you said there is wrong, Courtney, but the incident itself. I think it's awesome. I think it speaks. I agree. I think I agree. it speaks to attitude of the pitching staff. You got Hendricks coming in and saying we don't get respect. He does that little, you know, that little hop out of the bullpen and then that little skip step and then he lets that ball drop. He's got attitude and then he throws a ninety-nine to a hundred and one miles an hour. And then Lucas Gelito comes out and says, "You're not. I don't care if you hit a home run." You're not going to disrespect me in my ballpark. This is, again, the forging of a championship, a union of the team, an attitude of that needs to be uh, present for them to win the World Series. This is exactly what we need. It's exactly what we need. The, the White Sox are change the game. Donaldson is in a change the game. Mode. That's a change the gamer right there. But it's pot calling the kettle black. Am I missing something here? You are you are missing I, something, Mark. I mean, he was accusing him of, of basically cheating. I, I think the the thing that stands out is I give Donaldson credit. He he hit a home run yesterday after he said it. So you know, good for him. But what I found interesting is the Sox seemingly came to play yesterday to, to back. You know, Giolito. They came out fired up, and the Twins didn't. Uh, which to me sends a message that you know Donaldson may talk a lot, but his teammates are probably like shut the f up, especially his pitching staff. I mean, I'll break out the pom-poms on that one. There is a, a very obvious unified club coming out there. This White Sox team is uh, is showing that. You're watching Hamilton. They He does this little hop thing at the end, and he goes in that dugout, <laughs> and they love him. And did you watch Sheets come in when he got his first hit, and then he got that double and two RBIs? They, bet, they damn near mauled the kid. This is a team that likes to be with each other, and they like to be led by who? No other than Mr. Tony LaRussa. When is this podcast going to make their first appearance on the corner of 35th and Shields or 33rd and Shields, wherever you want to go, hand out stickers and just tell everybody to listen to DeWindy? Because I, if you want to talk about what the White Sox are, let's, let's try to be White Sox podcast light. And I, I think there needs to be a, a meeting of the pod to celebrate what this, you know, maybe after the all-star break, something like that's what I'm throwing out there. Is, is anybody with me or am I going to be there by myself? I'll be there. I'll be there. I'm, I'm just wondering. I'll be there in a white, in white sock scarf. Cordy, did you say you would be there? Always. Come on. You know I'm down. 
There we go. Always. Momo? I'll be there, Karn. Rip to left field, hit well, and back and gone. Series against the first place team, and Donaldson did just that. You know, he was local in a team meeting they had a couple of days ago, and he hit a home run after that. And here, once again, once again. I saw it after the fact. I mean, he's a pest. This program was recorded on tape for a live audience. You know, that's kind of a classless move. If you're going to talk, talk to my face. You can go, you know, cross home plate and do all that. Just come to me. We won the W's next to my name there in last place. What I say, that's unprofessional, okay? That's coming like a kiss and tell. It's a lot of things happening in the clubhouse. By the way, Donaldson had teammates, pitcher teammates, using it. How many pitchers played for, with him? And you're going to tell me all those guys, anyone using it? His own pitcher's friends, they're using it because everybody uses it. And you know, by the way, I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you again. He looked at another manager. That is so bad, that is absolutely brutal. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.